forever. Dog. I was actually at a bowling alley the other day, and I actually saw Joe Rogan there, who's getting his hair done. <laughs> he put his in head the, in that. Put his head in the ball cleaner. In the ball polisher, he goes there. That's his beauty parlor. Gets a little. Gets a little buff. Gets a little. And then snaps it on his head. One last snap, and then that's. Then he's ready to talk for five hours about mm-hmm. comedy. Five hours, he says like seven words because he speaks slowly, right? Didn't you speak point slowly? That out? But he's so boring. The, his, it, the biggest one of the biggest sins this clown commits is that he's boring. He's boring. Yeah, he's a bad broadcaster. Alex Jones isn't boring. No, he's good. I like him. I like what he's gonna say. Hey, Julie, it's me, Alex Jones. The men Where's with the going? two shortest necks I've ever seen. It just I was talking head. to Jimmy Jazz the other day. I got him new uh, venison. You got him. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it in my voice. I won't have a voice for the show if I talk like that for 30 more seconds. Um, I would actually love to compare <laughs> Jimmy's diet with Joe Rogan's diet. Yeah. And then Joe Rogan finds out that Jimmy eats more meat and he like has a nervous breakdown. It's like, yeah. Gotta eat more meat than cats. Or he gives uh Jimmy a show on his little podcast network. That's all I need. That's all I need is for my cat to have more listens than I do. Yeah. Jimmy Jazz becomes a new Tim Dillon. Who's Tim Dillon? Who's Tim Dillon? Oh, Julie. To be, to be as Tim blissfully unaware. To be, if I could, this is like eternal sunshine right <gasps> now. And I wish I was where you're at. I wish I could. I wish I could get my brain back to where you're at because I know too many of these characters. And they're not the Legion of Skanks. No, they're not the Legion of Skanks. You'd you'd pray for the Legion of Skanks after you get a taste of that that uh community. Really? You'll be begging uh Big J to put his fingerless gloves on and <laughs> pick God. up a microphone just, you say the word big j and finger anything and i oh mm. yeah i like i like finger full gloves you like gloves that have fin- like yeah i like yeah, gloves the way that they were originally designed mm-hmm. with uh to cover my fingers yeah that, when you think about it the palms are probably the warmest part of the hands Mm-hmm. It's the fingers, yeah. the extremities that yeah, the, like the, the, the are, are more inclined to get cold. The tootsies. <laughs> you get you keep your tootsies. Well, you, you, you have you have toeless socks next, right? Well, you have <laughs> toeless wonder- socks. I'll let your so- let your toes poke through. Let your tootsies poke through. So Jay Okerson has these fingerless gloves. Yeah. Now is that not only do those gloves make sure your fingers are cold? But mm-hmm. they also make it so that you have to leave fingerprints at the crime. Yes, which I feel like is a huge blind spot for the fingerless glove community because they're probably and I'm not trying to generalize here, but I think 
this this the stats bear me out. If you wear fingerless gloves, you're uh, eight thousand percent more likely to commit a crime. Uh, and I think I have no actual proof on that, but I'm going to stick by that number as uh, as if it's a fact because that's what everybody else does these days. Mm-hmm. That's my yeah. that's my new stat. If you wear fingerless gloves, you're eight thousand more like percent more likely to commit a crime. Did you realize that at the murder scenes of uh, Robert Durst, rest in power. He got murdered. His, his victims. They murdered Robert. Durst? I think he got. I think he got. Um, in the grand scheme of things, yes, he was taken from us. He was taken. But did you know that his crime scenes only had toe prints? Well, then that's those sockless toes. Uh, those toeless socks. And he was going. I'm Twinkle yeah. Toes. He was Twinkle Toes Durst. But they said, we don't like that title. So they said, all right, we'll call him the Jinx. Yeah. Bo-do, bo-do, bo. He's the Jinx. Always causing trouble. He's the Jinx. I'm the Jinx. Always causing trouble. I'm the Jinx. The Jinx. Is that like if it, that created by Julie Klaus? I was going to say, is that like the kind of show <laughs> if the Jinx were created in like the 70s and Jack Klugman starred as him? It would have that theme song. I picture it as being just like he's Robert Durst is a guy who retires because what was he a doctor? No, it was, was a real estate. It was a real a estate real guy. Estate guy that's right. Oh God, could you imagine going to see the doctor and he comes Burp. in putting a glove on, burping, saying, like, "How was burp. your, how was your weekend?" <laughs> okay, uh, let's work. Uh, open, work's open been wide. good. This is what my doctors say open to me. Work's mouth. been good. You busy? Open that mouth. What doctors are you going to? Uh, none. The same ones that say, "Let's get that shirt off." Yeah, the same ones that go, "Look, you want to make it in this business? Uh, you got to show some skin." That's what happened last time I went to the dermatologist. <laughs> dermatologist, when you want to make it in this business, you got to you got to be ready to show some skin. That's fine. You don't want to take your shirt off. That's fine. No, no, you're just not going to get as many parts. You've been in LA for too long. And I was like, I got a rash. Help me with my rash. He's like, I'll say you're being awfully rash. Let's get that shirt off. <laughs> Speaking of rash, I saw Jim Rash at that same bowling alley as Joe Rogan. <laughs> is he getting his hair done online, as well? He was, wait, he was in line waiting for the for the for the salon. They call it the salon. Well, everybody, welcome to Double Threat. I'm your friend Julie. And I'm your acquaintance, Tom. What do they have yet. to do in no, order I'm to- I'm your friend. I'm your friend. No, no, I'm saying what do they have to do? Oh, what do they have to do? We're getting closer. What do they have to do to earn your, your uh, loyalty points? Um, secrets? Do they have to share secrets with you? Are you going to try to share and start, secrets with me? One way street stuff. Start hoarding listener secrets? Yeah, I got to I gotta get a few secrets from you. A few things you never told nobody. We'll start releasing them as blind items once a week until yeah. we we'll start blackmailing our listeners. Yeah. Which double thread listener was recently spotted canoodling at an outdoor cafe? With her boyfriend's brother. With her boyfriend's brother. Yeah, that's great. It'd be a uh, double threat confidential. If you don't. If you don't Venmo us $75,000, we're going to say the name of, we're going to give your name on the show. Yeah. Then we give your name and they're just like, wait, no, you, what happened here? I thought you were, um, 
They'd be like, I thought we were friends and now you're whole, you're, you're blackmailing me. Be like, it's not called show friendship. Have you ever listed your friends and be like, you're my first best friend. You're my second best friend. Oh yeah. No, I have a list. I currently maintain a list. I spend once a week. I go through it and move people up and down. There's a board. And is it written in lipstick, blood, or other? No, it's like it's like a it's it's like a scoreboard. Like it's like the what are scoreboards made out of? Like they're like I they have like I have people's names printed on like slotted. Oh, okay. I slide like a them train in. schedule kind of. Exactly. Like I like it's like when you're at Penn Station and it goes like right. And then it goes, you're late. And you're like, you're late. You should have like, been at track 27, 15 yeah. minutes ago. That's the greatest. If, if people haven't experienced Penn Station It should commuting, be burned to the Oh, my God. Penn Station should be burned to the ground. Basically, it's something like this. Imagine 3,000 people wanting to go home at the same time. Every two minutes, a new th- pack of 3,000 people wanting. And they're just like, there's this giant board and it and it. Is mad. It's it's old fashioned in a way where it's just like rolls over, just like an yeah. old pinball machine, before it reveals what track the train is coming in at. And suddenly it's like, and then suddenly it's just like drag eleven, and then suddenly it's it's a bunch of exhausted office workers running as fast as they can, right? Because you're waiting to see when it departs, and then it tells you like two minutes before it actually does. Yeah. Whereas Grand Central is like the ultimate. I mean, so they may as well be giving you like a back massage and saying like, what kind of iced tea? We have peach. Mm-hmm. You know, I was Grand like Central when is so beautiful. Grand Central Station is beautiful. Yeah. Penn Station is a nightmare. Oh my God. It's shocking. It, it Penn is. Station never fails to shock me as, as far as how. Yeah. Just horrible it is. The the lowest place in Penn Station is the line of people waiting for that LIRR train and the, those yeah. trains. And they're like waiting to go down a staircase. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I walk past them just like, you sad losers. <laughs> Where are you going? New Jersey Transit? I'm going back to, I'm going to New Jersey, which at least we don't have to go down a staircase. Right. Like we're not waiting at the at the top of a staircase. Right. In lo- in a line waiting to get down that staircase. We just run it's just it's just all higgledy piggledy for for uh for people from uh from and New Jersey. And that's different Brett than the grocery store. The that's the that's the piggle that's the piggly Are oh, you talking about piggly wiggly? Higgledy Yeah. Wiggly. Higgly. Iconic grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't have those where I grew up. No, me, me neither. What were the grocery stores you had? I had an A&P. A&P. Um, we had we A&P. Had a, we had a ShopRite. We had ShopRite. Um, we had a couple of Gristides, which I guess is like an East Coast we, Yeah, thing. we still didn't make, not in New Jersey, though. Gristides no, always Gristides in New York. Gristides in New Jersey? No. Did we you have had, Food Town? No, but we had Sea Town, which is always kind of funny. Like, welcome sure. to Sea Town. I'm a, you know, C word. Yeah. No, you got Sea Town. It's funny because I'm actually on a Sea oh, Town diet. I, I should have seen um, this coming. <laughs> I can only eat food from sea, from the grocery store Sea Town. So you'd lose weight immediately. Yeah. Because of all the parasites. Yeah. You did not have Acme, though. Acme was more no, of a New Jersey, Pennsylvania Acme. thing. I was thinking Acme. I always, I, I, we Acme was closest to my house growing up, and I felt 
I felt like I had a connection to a, to a young man named Brandon Margera when I realized his father uh, worked in the bakery at an Acme down Ooh. in South Jersey. And okay. I remember watching Brandon, who went on to be called Bam, was his nickname. But you're saying um, Bam, Bam Sr. was like rolling out the dough? Yeah, Phil Phil worked at a uh he worked at the bakery at an Acme. And I remember um watching that show. And this is just a thing about life and how how life works and time Jackass? moves. Watching yeah, Jackass. Jackass. Yeah. Bam Margera is like this golden god all ripped and everything and his all ha- and his father's just like this kind of hefty dude and you're with a beard and you're kind of just like how on earth is that guy this kid's yeah. father and then just time moves on and suddenly you're like he looks just like his father now right right, right. you know what i mean brett brett mm-hmm. have you ever seen jackass oh yeah for sure because where you grew up brett a lot of t- you would you had your own version of jackass which was called uh just killing time just tuesday yeah yeah tuesday and julie do you know uh the most common uh final words in uh georgia what's that watch this (laughs) (laughs) it's just but it was um (laughs) can you pull up a picture of a young brand can you pull up a picture of bam margera and phil margera to show that they how similar they look now i'd be happy to yeah as i'm doing that uh we did have a thing at the at the local swimming pool there was like a a fee like a forest area behind the swimming pool where we would go ride bikes and we Mm -hmm. did have a thing back there called the pit uh and the Mm -hmm. pit was it was actually a fairly it was like uh low margin for error but if you missed it you're you're done for it was like a fairly easy jump Mm -hmm. Uh, but in the middle of the jump was a a huge pit that we had dug uh, that we would just keep digging deeper and deeper. And it got probably about six or seven feet deep. Um, but it was, and so, you know, and you're on, your, you're on your BMX bikes, jump in the pit BMX bikes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. And it was, uh, so it was, it was a, an easy jump, but if you missed it, the pit, you know, you don't want to go into the pit because the pit was, uh, right. was pretty deep. It was un- yeah. pretty unforgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Were the, were there any skeletons down there? Like actual skeletons of, of dead kids. I mean, at a point you couldn't see the bottom, so it's possible. Yeah. How deep was the pit? You couldn't see the bottom of the you pit. Said it was six some feet. Kids you dug. Said it was six feet deep. I, like he's he's still applying children's lo- logic to say, you can't see the bottom of that thing. Like that's the way children talk. He's now an adult with a child, and he's still acting like he's ten. The pit's so deep you can't even see how low deep it goes. <laughs> The pit's so deep. There was a rumor that somebody <laughs> fell in the pit once and never got out, never came out yeah, of it. Yeah, oh no, of was course a- there was. But now you're an adult, Brett. You can give up you on the kid that. logic. The pit's so deep. We dug a pit. It's so deep you can't even see how far <laughs> down that goes. If you jump in and you miss on your bike, if your bike misses, you're dead. Because the kid died in here already. And he's an adult with a child. He's saying, I'm telling you guys, you couldn't see the bottom of this pit. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was but, in charge of bringing the shovel? That's my question. Great question. Because you guys yeah. are all there with your cool yeah. bikes and 
And there, was there the someone kids, in charge of the kids showed up with sh- with like shovels from a garage, maybe. And he's saying that this pit was so deep you couldn't see the bottom of it. <laughs> no, and it's fine, Brett. These are the things we need to at some point in our life catch. We need to go. Oh, hey, that's how I saw that as a kid. That was clearly me as a kid <laughs> thinking that. And now you caught I think it. He's a reliable narrator. No, I'm telling you, this pit's so deep you can't even see. I think there's a kid lost down there, <laughs> <laughs> and he dug it. It's not even like other kids dug it, and he is admiring it. He made the pit, and he's still talking about it. You can't. Maybe see there the was something supernatural some, about it. At some point, Brett, you had to get out of the pit that you dug to go home, so that you could currently be where you are right now, living on but above ground. You're assuming ground. he ever fell into it. Did you ever fall into it? Well, he he fell into it when he <laughs> dug it. He was in it at its lowest point because he was digging it. (laughs) It's just logically, nobody was ever further down in this pit than Brett, the architect of the pit. I will say, I watched the documentary one time about the Brooklyn Bridge, where they talked all about how they created the Brooklyn Uh Bridge and all digging the foundations for it. And I did have... (laughs) It was, like, kind of it was kind of similar. It was kind of similar. Yeah, little was, PTSD from the Brooklyn Bridge documentary. I was gonna say P, B, more like BFD. Yeah. He's watching it. He's like big F and deal. You should have seen this pit. Yeah. I thought Brett was gonna be laying in a room, a hotel room, like uh, <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Fan spin around the top, the end playing, and he's getting mm-hmm. all these memories of the pit. <laughs> It was kind of an architectural wonder, though, because you had to you had to keep you had to maintain the integrity of the launch uh, jump ramp? and, and the, ramp, ramp. Yeah, the launch angle mm-hmm. ramp and the landing ramp. You had to maintain the integrity okay. of those two things while continuing to dig deeper and deeper uh, down. And again, because the pit was so deep, we couldn't dig outward. We could only go down because to dig outward was to increase the likelihood that you fell in, into the pit, which would be very dangerous. So. It was a well, very I know you also slender... had the fear that you were going to end up in China too. At some point, that must have been a concern that if you kept and digging, if the bottom is quick and if the if the bottom is quicksand, then you're doomed. So yeah, you'd either you'd either hit some quicksand. Or, look, positive thing you hit some oil or buried treasure. Uh, <laughs> Best <laughs> the, case the scenario part would be you you hit a thing and then either you un <laughs> unleash demons from hell or you're on the other side of the globe. You fall through and yeah. then bread is instantly in China. Friend of mine, he's in China now. I'm telling you, this kid, this kid jumped the pit and missed, and he ended up in China. I have questions about the integrity of the ramps. Were the ramps, were they just like part of the soil, or did you actually build ramps, or did you have ramps? Well, we use the uh, the dirt we dug at the pit. The dirt that to create the pit would become the dirt for the ramps. So it was, you know, very like. So you it was, used all the parts of the, very, of the, of the antelope. Very, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Julie, all of that dirt got used for that thing. <laughs> to make two lowly bike <laughs> ramps out of dirt. Can you imagine how deep this pit wasn't? I when you talked about the integrity of those ramps, now I'm picturing them being made out of dirt, and I don't. Yeah. 
I'm oh, concerned they were about dirt. the. Yeah, it was packed. Yeah, they were dirt. dirt. It was. It was. It must it be. They must be really packed, packed. Unless it rained, you guys were probably not screwed. No. Yeah. No. These. These. This was. Even if it did rain, these were packed so tightly. Uh, mm. It was. I mean, it was dense, dense dirt because the pit was oh, so yeah. deep. No. You know, you're talking about. You're talking about just. De- I mean, just and it's imagine that Georgia clay, that clay dirt. Yeah. In Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Red clay. Yeah. You know what I think? You know what I think, Julie? <laughs> I thought Red Clay was Clay Aiken. Yeah, that's his name, Red Clay. What, Tom? <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? What? We got to go check this pit out. Yeah. <laughs> if you send Brett, send send him back as a correspondent. The next the live stream. Yeah, it just beats Brett in a, You just see the top of Brett's head because we make him go into the pit and stand in it. No, we make him do you a jump. You don't see the top of my head. I mean, that no, thing we is- make him do a jump. <laughs> Come on. The, re- the return of evil Knievel. I'll have to recreate it. The old neighborhood ain't what it used to be. You know, it's all everybody's staying inside now. You can't recreate it yourself, Brett. You need no, a I, team. You need yeah, a pack. Absolutely. I love it. The pit. It'll be like the movie It, except we all reconnect yes. twenty years later to yeah. redig the uh, sure. the pit. pit. Yeah, it'll be called It It Three Pit Pit Pit, pit One <laughs> It Three Pit One mm-hmm. Double Threat Listener Zero. And it's um near the chicken. It's near the big chicken, so you could be Henny Pennywise. <laughs> Henny Penny. <laughs> I think what we're building toward Julie is Brett in a chicken costume jumping the pit. <laughs> oh, I was thinking him in a chicken <laughs> a costume PMA doing that Pennywise dance. I think we're going to have to do a show live from the pit. You right. and I will do a yeah. thing. Then, yeah. then the, it'll build. The culmination will be Brett rolls in in an evil Knievel outfit, but a chi- also a chicken costume. Well, you two will be there. I'll be at the improv theater, the pit, and I'll act like I got confused. Sure. Well, we, then we on, the, we're getting be on, the best of that deal. Honestly. I'll be on the, I'll be on 29th street in the rain. Yeah, if like, I had a hey. choice, if I had a choice between going to the pit or oh, I would go, go on the out- pit. I'll be on the outside. Do you have that picture, Brett? Any any picture of yeah, yeah, yeah Bam Margera? This is Bam, recent Bam. Yeah, he looks like. I mean, yeah, yeah. Now look at him with it. Now look at the father. Click on the picture of the father. Oh, he's yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah, it's the same exact guy. But then, like a young now, show us like a young picture of Bam Margera, please. Time is rough, man. That's why I'm glad personally. I I started out looking. But that's I don't what want to I say got. funny looking, but it's like no. yeah, when you're like a character actor, sort of. This is my whole thing. Julie. Look, there's no you people if you're doing it right can't spot like a you know a giant deterioration gap. I got the Danny DeVito thing going on, and it's the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to me. Where he looked like a bridge troll when he was 25. <laughs> Come and on. then now he's in his 70s and people are like, Danny DeVito looks amazing. Because he just, he just, he didn't have that youth was not on his side. Age was on his side. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Who's on the show today? I don't know. Oh boy. Oh, oh, you guys don't know? Oh, this is no, gonna be a great I hope it's surprise. someone good. This is this is a real this is a real uh, uh speaking of speaking like each other. I, I think I'm speaking like Tom now. This is a real get. This is what they call yes. a get in the podcasting uh, mm-hmm. world. Uh, comedian Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan is actually going to join wow. us uh, pretty best. shortly here. Um, and we've got a fun thing uh, that we're going to do with Jim Gaffigan. We're going to be counting down the uh, top 10. I, I say counting down. We're really going to be debating and discussing and and, and sort of uh, formulating this list live of the top 10 monsters of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that seems like an interesting pairing, it's because uh, Jim's new comedy special is called Comedy Monster. Yeah. So in honor of Comedy Monster, we're going to be counting down the top 10 monsters of all time. Listeners submitted uh, nominations on Twitter. Tom and Julie submitted nominations. Uh, it's going to be great. We're really going to get into it. The and best I have, monsters of all time. I have a last minute nomination I'd like to include mm-hmm. that I, okay. I didn't mention before, but I would like to nominate Fred Schneider's song Monster. Julie. Um, I was <gasps> so close to saying that. I swear, oh my God, I, I, it ran through my head. It ran through my head, and I forgot to say it. The monster, oh, there's a monster, is, in, monster my in my pants. pants. That, make me <laughs> dance. Dance. Yeah. The, I, that is my nomination: the monster in Fred Schneider's pants. Okay. And there's monsters everywhere. Tom doesn't like the song "The Monster Mash." I don't. Okay. Well, I do. <laughs> uh. Well, I actually do. Well, actually do. Actually, I like Monster Mash. Actually, I think it's good. Actually, I'm doing the Monster Mash right now, but you can't even tell because you don't even really know what it is. Yeah. It's just where you wiggle your pinky toe in your slipper and the bottom Mm -hmm. of your slipper has jelly on it. Okay, that's your monster mash. Yeah, you ever do that? You ever do the thing where you have jelly on the bottom of your slippers, and so you just attach paper towels to them and be like, "I'm skating." No. Oh, never, okay. Yeah, never. me neither. I've never me neither. Come. I'm hold on. You gotta walk me through this one. You get jelly on I the bottom myself, of your. I made myself a my version of a PB and J before the show. I did like uh-huh. a tofuti, that whatever, like a cream cheese, and and jam, right, or jelly. What's the okay. difference? That's a that's a Brett question. Okay, so you had tofuti, cream cheese, I, and yeah, jelly. and I had like some sunflower butter on there, and I put some jam on it. What kind of and bread are we talking about? Whole wheat bread. Okay, toasted. No, okay. soft. Okay, and I cut it in half diagonally, mm-hmm. and then I chomped on it. And then as I was leaving the kitchen, I saw that there was some like jam on the floor, so I took my little one of my you know many vacuum cleaners and i this is not a good story but i will walk you through it no i like i, I'm I cleaned it. it up i cleaned it up and then as i'm walking away i see that i'm leaving like sticky jam prints behind me in my slippers mm-hmm. and instead of taking off my slippers and like i don't know running the soles through the like faucet which just you seems smeared weird it all gross. over your floor you like ground it into your floor and said I'm no I, I stuck paper towels to the bottom of my slippers and i said we i'm actually cleaning the floor okay no i get you i got you that has not happened to me that is within the range of happening to me yes though. it's just the it's an offshoot of laziness and not wanting mm-hmm. to wash the bottom of my slippers mm-hmm. because that's i don't know do you, I, are you like a shoes off household or do you wear your uh, shoes not, inside not, not hard and fast rules yeah like that? yeah 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 so 
take it as as it comes kind of house. Right, right. Because you've got that pit in the middle of your. Um... Well, Julie, that's a, that. Is, uh, thank you for bringing up in in my house. There's a pit that is so deep that. <laughs> Like how deep can you say it is? Well, me, uh, me, me, and a couple eight-year-olds dug it. Uh, and I mean, it, can you see to the bottom of it? No, 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 you can't. That must be really deep. I dropped. Uh, I dropped down a uh, a quarter. No, a, a like a, a a lantern, a lit lantern, and it kept going, and it's still going, and all I hear is. So it's, it's there still making be, that sound. Are you gonna? Are you gonna like fish out Daniel Plainview at one point? Well, I'm hoping he crawls up out of it. If he does, he's gonna be so mad. Daniel Plainview had a temper. Daniel Plainview had a temper. Eio things about eio. There are positive <laughs> things about him, though. He liked I bowling. I agree. I agree. He was a family man. He liked bowling. It wasn't um, like that Taylor like on the bread. toilet. It wasn't a Taylor on the toilet movie you like. <laughs> what movie? The Taylor on the toilet. Oh, Phantom Thread? You mean the best movie <laughs> yeah. of the last 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that Taylor darling, on the toilet darling, movie. Darling, make me one of those omelets again so I can have diarrhea. That movie <laughs> is... The best top ten the guy, best things I've ever seen in my the life. Guy, the guy from Radiohead's like, all right, here's some new tracks I made for Taylor on the toilet. It's the only time I this felt one's the only, Taylor people on the talk toilet. about feeling seen. You talk about being seen. Mm-hmm. That's one of the only times I felt seen is that movie. Where it's like my particular brand of Yeah, mental but if illness. you were I will say that as an artist, your mm-hmm. work, your writing, your comedy, your podcasting. Yeah. Is so much better than those stupid dresses in that in that movie. I thought those dresses, considering the like uppity cranky puss he was, mm-hmm. those dresses were not that cute. Oh well, my they gosh! Even supposed to be cute. Cute they isn't weren't. even a part of the equation they at that point in time. Beautiful, in my opinion. No, I, I, think I agree. Every, I get. I get what you're saying. They're just. They are just elaborate. I would go on fashion police. I'd say, uh-huh. I'd say, I'd say this Google. toilet, I say this toilet tailor is mm-hmm. giving me another plain view of his plain ass clothes. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go to commercial and sure. then we'd come back and I'd be replaced by someone else. Yeah. Kelly Osborne. How are you doing, Tom? I'm all right. Just uh, enjoying the season. Uh, it's, Did you watch uh, uh, Yes. It's Did I what? watch what now? Macbeth. No, I'm not going to watch that. You're not? No, nah, that's some egghead nonsense. Okay. It's, it's, not, it's not very long. It's about an hour and a half. Is that on the poster? It's not very long. <laughs> yeah. Rex I was. I watched I watch CBS Sunday morning. It was only me and old people. Mm-hmm. And their ads are either for medications or mm-hmm. for live theater. Is your grandson stealing stuff from your house? <laughs> like commercials like that. Yeah. Is your grandson a troublemaker? <laughs> we should just start doing commercials <laughs> like that. Do you wonder how your grandkids got off track? Does your grandson seem like he's up to no good? So they um 
So wait, what is this selling? Like a nanny cam for them or something? I guess they wouldn't we, know how to sell it. But the thing is, we're just going to get them hooked. We don't even know what we're selling. Oh, okay, got it. We just just, just want to get them in the door. Call this number and then it, then we can talk yeah. to them, the old timers on the call phone. Call this number and we'll help you out. Well, yeah, we'll get your either your social or your yeah. credit card out of you First, somehow. okay. So your grandson is really, uh, he's rude. What if that's our 900? What if that's our 1-900 yeah. number? Is that? 1-900. credit card number. Um. So anyway, so the uh, so they have medication commercials, mm-hmm. and then they have ads. And they had one for Cinderella. It was either a ballet or an opera, and the announcer said, "It's in English and under two hours." It's in English. Yeah, there's no subtitles. There's it's in English and it's under two hours. And I thought, wow, you know what? That was really that was bright of them to lead with it. So they're te- yeah, I, I I kind of. Right. I like when I see that something is short, I'm like, oh, thank God. Right. Like when you go to watch something and you're just like, wait, this movie's only an hour and a half. Thank Christ. What a gift. <laughs> yeah. Already. I and know. I'm just like, I'm already like, I know, so I'm already I know. like, this movie's pretty good because so it's an my, hour and a half that's long. My, that's my cell on the, um, because this Shakespeare fella, I don't understand. I, I was like, I thought I knew English. No, I'm tired of the Shakespeare business. Didn't, well, you like didn't, it when like, people rap Shakespeare and you like improvise Shakespeare. I know I that. I do. I like when people take any source material and I love the movie. Uh, the Jamie, uh, There's this Jamie Kennedy flick called uh, Romeo and Juliet. It's uh, pretty good. Directed mm-hmm. by my friend Boz Luhrmann. And it's him and J- Jamie Kennedy. And they uh, have a pretty good time making this movie. And then there's that scene where Jamie Kennedy gets his brains blown out by Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> He's like, and what then, light from yonder and window and, breaks? And Juliet's like, alas, ring the alarm bell. You know, this dialogue that Shakespeare came up with is not how people talk. I that's mean, what I mean. Yeesh. They, I and hear it. It, goes, it goes, oh, he will not be killed by a man of woman born. First of all, I'm like, hello, gender is fluid. A, B, mm-hmm. what are you trying to say? And like, how would you say that? Yeah, no, I, I hear the Shakespeare stuff and I just immediately glaze over. Yeah. Everybody starts talking like that. I get more glaze than a donut. Yeah. Yeah, I get you get more glaze than a donut. Nikki Glazer has never been as glazed as I get when uh, when I, somebody starts doing Shakespeare. I get more glazed over than a ceramic pot. Uh-huh. I get more glazed over than if Nikki Glazer and John Glazer were were at a uh, a color me mine glazing uh, a little a little mug they made together. I get more glazed than one of Brett's fishes. Oh, oh shit. It's go. 2022 and it's the first time and maybe the yeah. last where we reference the fact that yeah. our producer, if this is the first time you're listening to this show, A, heaven help you. B, yes. our producer, well, welcome. Brett. Welcome and welcome, heaven help you. Welcome and heaven help you. And you'll know by now if you like it or not. I yeah, would no, say that about listening. people. It's not you, an acquired taste. If I'd this say is your you, first time listening and you didn't like it, you're not hearing this You're part. not here anymore. You already left. Yeah. You're already just like, nope. <laughs> you didn't get to this point. Yeah. I mean, what band do you think is... Is that like King Crimson, you think? is like someone listens to the first 30 seconds, they're either in or out. There's nothing... Yeah, I picture them, there's, right? there's any band that that draws a, a 
a hard line on this is this is either totally for you or totally not for you. Yes. Yes. No middle ground here. So we we have. We are that. We are that. We are that. And speaking of middle ground, Brett will. I'm trying to do this, Brett, and you're better at it than I am. He will Mm. grind up things for rubs. I do finally have a mortar and pestle. I know that was if we want to do a a little mortar and pestle. Finally, we can start poisoning people with pill dust. Yeah. This is when the see Tom. This go. is when he invites is, you to dinner, and this well, is when you and I have a little, a well, little. Now you're, now you're heading into my territory of ta- Taylor yeah. on the toilet territory. <laughs> Grind up some pills, and then rub That'd it be, into the like the flesh of like a salmon. Yeah. Then put enough like honey glaze on it that you're just like this is delicious. I finished yeah. it. Yeah, I know you were trying to find middle ground uh, with with out there for a second julie but ironically when when him and his cohorts dug that hole they they actually found middle earth and hobbits came running out they actually dug the pit so deep that gandalf himself crawled out of it and was like the line must be drawn here wait no that's captain picard said that not gandalf so our producer makes fish and he uses his own rubs and glazes. Did you ever use coffee grounds as a rub? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a uh, in the like, know. are we going to throw this out? Kind of way. <laughs> like, is there something we could do with this before we throw it away? Yeah. Or you make it specially for the the? No, I mean that's fish. the whole theory of of making your own rubs and glazes. Recycling is, is a theory of yeah of of, uh, of of efficiency using what you got. Right. What do let, we have? Yes, let the kitchen speak to you. Uh, yes. You know, don't worry about recipes. Don't worry about this or that. It, what what is a recipe if not ingredients? You got ingredients. You got a recipe. That's the way I feel about rubs and glazes. Tom, oh, what's that now? Did you go to McDonald's this week? No, I did not go to McDonald's this week. I drew a hard line on myself. Okay, because I saw I they were not. like they were. There was a ban. There was like a boycott McDonald's movement from the anti-vaxxers. So I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna have Tom go twice this week. Wait, why instead. would why would the anti? Because you have to be vaccinated to be admitted into the Ronald McDonald sure. House. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure that. I'm sure that community is going to really be able to be steadfast and and dedicated in their and not going to McDonald's, the anti-vax community. You know, you know they all went. Don't you sneer? Don't you look down? You look down your nose at them. We're going to Burger King today. (laughs) It's not like they suddenly went to Sweet Green. We're not going to McDonald's. We're going to show them. That our dollars speak. We're just going to McDonald's drive-thru. It's a different company. Yeah. I think the drive-thru is different. <laughs> like, because they have different headsets on and things. That's, it's like, it's a different, it's not the same. Look, I just want my McDonald's, okay? <laughs> Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How do you like those Brian Cox, uh, mcdonald's commercials brian cox is doing mcdonald's commercials you've from not heard succession those? from yeah. succession that oh, brian bray, cox? bray it yeah Please i got find you, oh, I got you. I got you. Hannibal got, it's like a it's like a weird they're weird i find them weird almost bordering on robert loja in that orange juice commercial <laughs> weird hey billy yeah yeah drink <laughs> your, minute, your mother billy 
Billy, listen to your mother. Drink the Minute Maid. <laughs> listen to this. Okay. If you're ordering McDonald's and your friend says they don't want fries, get them the fries. Or else your fries will be their fries. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. You're kidding me. Now, if the Macbeth movie had this as the audio, Mm -hmm. you would, there would be nothing keeping you from it. No, that's what I would say. I would say tired uh, Macbeth wired McDonald's um, is generally (laughs) where I'm coming from. And I could play Lady McDonald's. Lady McDonald's. Burgers Washing her feet. hands. She's feeling guilty about she killed oh, a man. I feel like I'm heading into Robin Williams territory where anybody says Fine. anything and then I just start making right. Without references. The, oh, I know with- Captain, one, two, three. Oh, I can't make a I can't make it work. One, two, three, right. four, one, two, three. Can you imagine be, wah, the wah, wah, hell wah. of being because I feel I know what you mean and I sometimes mm-hmm. I, I like relate, but then there's also minus the ecstasy of being on tons of like 70s cocaine at the time yeah it's 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 like a very specific kind of twilight zone hell i'm free associating and i'm not having the good time that he did yeah well speaking of hell uh heaven has just entered the waiting room oh. you could have said speaking of good time brett yeah sorry i'd already logged hell and i was just gonna i was just hanging <laughs> on to that one Who's in the waiting room? Bring it. Oh, boy. Well, we got oh Jim Gaffigan. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this name. I can't even believe oh, bring it. Him in. All bring right. Him here in. he comes. <laughs> here he comes. Jim Gaffigan. What are we yapping about? Oops. Almost hit remove. Admit. There we go. Oh, he almost hit remove. Oh, Big Brett. Brett. Huge oh, pa. Almost, That's not Brett the right almost, word for it. Yeah. Hello. Hi, hey. Jim. Oh, my What's goodness. going on? How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited to be here. We're okay. so excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for doing the show. Of course, of course. Where are you, Jim? You look like you're in this sun-drenched, like um, almost like a study where Columbo would yeah. interrogate, yeah, like a this, an, an heiress, like a deposition. Yeah, no, it does have kind of a. I feel like it feels like a steakhouse. Um, okay. It's this. We rented yes. this house, and this guy had this den area that's very wood paneled and so it it um, it definitely sweats masculinity now jim you first first things first you and this is a true or false question you have a, a, a special on netflix called party monster true or false no it's called comedy monster no, even i knew that oh Julie, i'm sorry hold on trick. let me oh, Shut up! I'll, you do it now. Hold on. I wanted to, it was like when that. Remember when that dude would go on game shows, on, on talk shows, and do Simon Says with people, and he would like that was me doing a little Simon Says. I was seeing if he was catching every word. And I got really stressed out. You would have gotten thrown to- out of my Simon Says. <laughs> There's, we watched. So I mean, growing up, that was kind of a staple. Was watching a lot of those game shows, right? Yeah, like television. There was no, nobody was like, now there's this, this illusion that quality needs to be a factor in television. And yeah. then it was not even on the tape, like quality. 
It was just babysitting. Yeah. It was like the kind of thing that a fun babysitter would do for you is just play Simon Says or color something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like choice was just not something we had as a child when it came yeah. to television. You're like, I guess I'm going to watch Rockford Files. And then you watch it long enough and you're like, you know what? I think I like Rockford Files. Yeah. Suddenly you're like. Yeah, I've seen a hundred episodes of Rockford Files. You're like, do you like it? You're like, I think I might. I don't know. I certainly have a, a encyclopedic knowledge of it. Well, that's like the Brady Bunch might be the ultimate version or, of or that the, show. Or, Gilli or may I, Gilligan's Island? Can I yeah. put that in the mix? Is like the world's stupidest show that nobody cared about whether yeah. or not it was like it's, the fact that there were scripts that came in almost seems irrelevant. Yeah, it was just the premise. They just leaned on the premise the entire time. There was no need for story. They're like, <laughs> there's a professor. Yeah. Can you believe it? There's a movie star, you know, it's, there's a rich guy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And you're like, should we write it? Nah, nah. No. And they're like, look, we got to do 50 of these this year. Like that's when they had these insane production schedules where just like, Hey, we got picked up for a season. How many episodes of that? 70. 75, 75 this, like, this year. Cause like there's like five of them are spent. Five of them have to be an hour long. Yeah. Now everybody's like, we got a six episode thing and yeah. then we're going to take two years off. And but it's like, yeah, we are trying to make it good. Yeah. I remember watching happy days and being like, even, even as like a 10 year old, I was like, wait a minute, this is really bad. It's like, they're <laughs> yeah. not, yeah, they're not trying at all. I mean, no. we all know like that when Fonzie jumped the shark, that was ridiculous. But even before that, there was even the early stages, you're like, Wait a minute. Yeah, no, no one's at the wheel. Not good. Yeah, yeah that with Happy Days, there was like, it seems like there was like, they're like, hey, we're going to do American Graffiti for television. And then like three weeks in, they're just like, yeah, I think we're out of ideas. Let's just. Uh... <laughs> well, those were America's lazy babysitters was like Gary Marshall, Aaron Spelling, who who mm -hmm. created a. a Gilligan's Island, like size. Sherwood, say, size. Sh well, Sherwood, Sherwood Schwartz. Schwartz. Sherwood Schwartz, who did the Brady Bunch also. And yeah. it was very much like that Marty Short character. It's like, give me a C, a bouncy C. Yada, da, 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 da. And you finish the rest. Yeah. Because <laughs> that like, seemed like the premise of those. It was, you're right. It was premise only. Brady Bunch. I could tell you everything about everything on it. It's like, well, is it good? It's like, no, it's the worst thing I ever saw in my life. But so, I, I'm like a student of it. Someone told yeah. me that that every one of the characters on Gilligan's Island is based on one of the seven deadly sins. And I don't know if she was messing with me or not. But should we just go over that real quick? <laughs> let's let's do a quick. <laughs> okay. Gilligan quick. would be. Sloth. Or idiocy, right? He was. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know if idiocy is sin. <laughs> Right, what are no. the seven deadly you know that, sins? You know that part in seven where that yeah, like really like dumb guy gets like dumb to I death. I want to reveal up front. I don't. Well, I would just we'd start with the millionaire, right? That's greed. That's greed, right. and then greed. ginger. Ginger is lust. Then you've got gluttony, yeah. sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. I think Marianne was envy because she wished she had was ginger. You know that booty, mm -hmm. like ginger. Yeah. And I guess the captain was gluttony, right? <laughs> he had to be. I think we can kind of. Just because he had a spare yeah. tire? <laughs> yeah. Just because he was, just because he looks like every single American. God that I've ever yeah. met in my life. If he's like, <laughs> to be like, hey, as opposed to Back like. Back in the uh, 60s, they're like, can you believe this guy's this fat? And now it's like, 
that's everyone. <laughs> like, kind of <laughs> like you'd go to a trainer with a picture of the skipper on Gilligan's Island, be kind of like, this is kind of what I'd like to get to. What I'm going for. I wonder what his what was his what was his backstory though, the skipper. You think is he just like some grizzled sea vet who now is like reduced to take to like running these like tours with people where he like had all these oh, he adventures was, yeah, he was, you think he was this. in you think he was in ww2 that's what i wonder was he like was he like yeah, a straight so. up yeah he was, he was probably pacific? like a naval officer he was stationed in the pacific he's seen some things and look i'm not gonna do a gilligan's island thing because it's but it's just been run into the ground so much but what, just one question, and it's like, why would the millionaire not be able to afford his own charter for a thing? He's got to be just like, yeah, let this scientist and this hillbilly, and, and then the professor can't build a on board. The professor yeah. can't build a raft. Was like, Jim, when you were coming up in stand up, I felt yeah. like yeah. everyone in the eighties was doing something about why can't they build a raft in the same breath yeah. as the airplane food kind of like trope of you know eighties stand up was dunking on seventies TV. Yeah, I mean, I remember touring. I'm more 90s, but I remember when you would do some road gigs around, uh, you know, the area. There would occasionally be a headliner that would be like, you don't have any Wizard of Oz jokes. And I'd be like, no, I don't have any Wizard of Oz jokes. So it was, there was, um, but I, I think that I probably remember a Gilligan's Island reference, probably like a, homophobic take on mm -hmm. Gilligan and the captain. You oh, know good. what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, I've know. Got, I've got hate in my heart and something to <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah. That's always just like, <laughs> if two men are close, they must be gay. You know what I mean? That kind of take. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, gay was bad, you know? Yes. No. But you have a special called Comedy Monster. True or false? Yes, I do. True. And true. it's very funny. I'll say it. That's oh, okay. true. I'll say that. It's great. It's so funny. I haven't seen. Oh, I've thanks. seen all of you. I, every time you come up with a special, it's like it's like your favorite band. You ha you have to like listen to all of their albums. That's me with your specials. And I haven't gotten to this one yet, but I can't wait. No, no worries. No worries. I uh, yeah. Well, thank you. It's just like I'm so thrilled that, you know, to have an outlet right in this weird time. Yeah you know, uh, as kind of creative souls were kind of like, huh, you know, it's hard to find oxygen. And so I was thrilled that I could tape it. Yeah. I recorded it in October and, you know, I feel like I got kind of lucky with Omicron because it's, you know, I don't really do topical material, but all my pandemic stuff because of Omicron, it's, it's timely. So yeah, no, so it, it, it's, so, it's, it's yeah. So Jim, it's Jim planned bad for the hundreds of thousands of people that have died, but it's may, it may have been it may as well have been called the Gaffigan variant is what right? I'm hearing. So comedy monster is now out. And then we had a really dumb idea, which was to, well, Brett, do you want to explain it? Oh, no, this isn't dumb at all. This is going to be a great conversation okay. starter. It's something everybody's talking about right now. What are the greatest monsters of all time? And let me just, before, let me just interrupt before. Sorry, Brett. I just want to introduce you to Jim to you, Brett. Jim, this is, this Brett, is our, our producer, producer, Brett. And, and hey, Jim, he he's from Georgia, and he was he was bragging to us when he was um when he was a kid. Him and his pals dug a pit that they could jump their bikes over. He was this is today. He was bragging. They dug a pit, and he I swear he said this thing was so deep you couldn't see the bottom of this thing, and it's just like. <laughs> 
You're still talking like an eight-year-old, Brett. You're still like you're an adult now. You need to stop. We asked him how pit. deep the pit was yeah. that he dug when he was a little boy. Him and his and other his eight-year-old answer pals. was it was so deep you couldn't see the bottom of it. <laughs> it is well, you know, it's weird when you like you look at like those times when you're because I I identify with that period of like. Did you guys ever build a fort? It was you mm-hmm. would build like essentially a shanty in town in, in the woods. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. And you had such pride. You're like, it's amazing. We have some filthy carpet in there. It was really weird. And now my kids, I can't get them off screens. But I remember like building a ramp for a bike. I don't know wh- how anyone from like our inner, our generation can even walk some of the <laughs> the the bad stunts not even like johnny knoxville mm-hmm. just like yeah. a ramp that has like a, an incline of 90 degrees it's like i don't know how we pulled it off that yeah. sounds like vindication to me that sounds uh, that sounds like an endorsement of the pitch all i was saying well, to brett essentially was i'm saying i'm trash too brett no no <laughs> I, i'm all i'm saying all i was saying to brett was brett just realize you're currently an adult you probably could see the bottom of the pit. That's no, all I wanted him to. It reached China. It reached that's, China. That's, we literally, we were, he, but the funny thing you mentioned, like stunts and things, like if you ever watch this, like I watch this evil Knievel documentary, his thing was so low rent. It was just like him yeah. and a couple other like goons. They'd show up with their own ramp and he just had like, a, like a store bought Harley Davidson that wasn't like souped up with like rocket boosters. He was just like a dude with a motorcycle and they would just be like, ah, I think ramp looks good. And then he'd fly off of it, crash into a bunch of barrels. And it was the most low tech thing imaginable. And this was, was the biggest star of the seventies. You cannot, I cannot begin to articulate how big of a star he was. He was in the 70s, so I was probably like, I was born in 66. In the 70s, he was like our LeBron James. He was, he was the uh, he was the hero. He was like, he, like he'd be like, he broke every bone in his body. Yeah. There was, and wide world of sports would just take advantage of him. They're like, hey, you're going to jump this. He's like, I'm going to jump the, jump the Snake River. They're not like, and Wild World of Sports isn't like, you need some mental help. This is the science of bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, let's get some cameras to the Snake yeah. River. Do you know what I mean? It was oh, I- highly irresponsible. But in a way, that's what the real housewives of all these different cities is. Mm-hmm. is they, they're yeah. all these kind of evil Knievels that are like, Right. Uh, instead of a motorcycle, they're using a bottle of wine. Right. They, they're it, jumping there Snake that, River in their own way. Like how was yeah. how were like executives at Wild Wide World of Sports not saying like, hey, is anybody concerned this guy might just be trying to kill himself on television? Like right. this is like, are, does anybody <laughs> have any concern about that? I think I was evil can evil for uh, Halloween once, mm-hmm. and that was obviously uh, you know there wasn't costumes some you know my mom probably pieced it together and my mom wasn't like a sewer or anything it was probably i taped stars mm-hmm. on my sleeves and i was yeah. evil Knievel. but just imagine if there was a guy right now and you having your kids if there's a guy who was basically actively trying to 
commit suicide and your kids are like, Hey dad, that's my hero. That's, that's our guy. That's yeah. our guy. I want to be him when I grow up. Oh, you mean and the guy who's, who's going to die in front of all of us? But that, I think it was, I think some of it was the name, the yeah. name that he was called evil was in the seventies. They're like, well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Not yeah, only yeah. is he not named John or Sam, <laughs> his name is evil. Yeah. It was like, he was like a rock star, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. But I got to check out that documentary. That sounds oh, it's amazing. Great. He, he was. And the other thing that would would have come out with, like back then, there's no internet, obviously. It's just like he would have been unmasked within 15 minutes. People would have just been like, nope, not you. Because he was a con man from Montana. He would like pull. He like invited a foreign hockey team, Olympic hockey team to Montana to play against a, a U.S. assembled team, and he just stole the money. Like, they show up, they come to the United States, and then he leaves with all the money, and they can't fly home because he just left with a bag of cash. Oh, and wow. Like, he did stuff like that all the time. And then one day, you know, people were just like, hold on a second. That guy is everyone's hero all of a sudden. Like yeah. the guy, like the, like the dirtbag from Butte, Montana, who ripped everybody off is now just like Mr. America. That's got to be. I still don't understand how some people have that Teflon ability, right? Yeah. Where they, you know, do insanely just a, a, a list of horrible things. That if one person did it, yeah, yeah, they'd be out. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and so like there, there has to be some psychological kind of thing where if you, you know, we're dumb. Humans are dumb. Yeah, and if somebody comes along and they are ha some handsome guy who stands up straight, yeah, and just tells you how it is, you generally listen to them. Like most people are like, oh, okay. But yeah, it seems yeah. like he was pulling some like Boris and Natasha stuff. Like the stuff he was getting away with seems like it was from bad cartoons, like dastardly and muttly mm -hmm. kind of behavior. Not even anything too, you know, devious. Like he's he wasn't smart enough to be a Batman villain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, by the way, that's the thing. Also, I don't think there was. He was kind of a live action version of a, a superhero, right? That's what yeah. it was. Mm -hmm. It's probably stuff that like they covered in the first minute of the documentary, but I'm so thick. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no, no, but that, but he had a cape and everything. But you also had like the bicentennial was hovering around. Yeah, so he was too. wearing stars on his, on his thing. And that was exciting. Like it was sort of like this, you know, groovy patriotism, I guess, yeah. aesthetic wise. Well, uh, speaking of evil, uh, you know, monsters are often considered yes. evil, but they can also Fred is be getting us uh, back to the topic. Jim, sometimes monsters are, are nice. Sometimes they're just misunderstood. There's all types of monsters. Uh, but what are the top 10 monsters of all time? That's our question uh, on today's show. Um, and we've got a, a lot of nominations here that came in from Tom, Julie, from our listeners. Um, I was figuring we could run through uh, this list, uh, maybe just get some kind of gut reactions. Like, are these are this top 10 worthy or not? And then circle back to determine, uh, you know, the sure. rankings. Uh, is so it let's just fame or is it fear provoking or is it all those things? 
it's I think none the criteria it's are it was just, just a, a sort idea. of inexplicable gut reaction of I really like like for example I like Cho- uh, Count Chocula but I don't like Blueberry I don't like his whole vibe but I like Count Chocula he seems like he's got kind of a first of all I always get along well with gay men right <laughs> he seems like the gayest he seems like the gayest guy the ever. gayest serial no, the gayest monster. guy. Like, I don't think there's anyone gayer than Count Chocula. <laughs> like, I would, in fact, I would like to put this out as an open challenge. If you yeah. think you're gayer than Count Chocula, prove okay. it. But That's yeah, I point. think it's a combination of like iconic, your own personal feelings towards them. Is it weird that I like, we don't want to have that... like 10 Frankensteins on there, you know? Yeah. What, Tom? Is, is it weird that I. And now I'm realizing as a kid, I think I thought that Booberry was the ghost of Peter Laurie. <laughs> Is that weird? Like he's got those same eyes. I kind of yeah. thought uh, there's a part of me that connected him to Peter Laurie, probably only the cartoon version of Peter Laurie in like Bugs right. Bunny and cartoon. Like, like, yeah. I was not watching Maltese Falcon. You didn't, you when didn't I'm watch a kid. M? You didn't watch M? I was not watching M, but I was like, that guy seems like. He's that ghost on the cereal box seems like it's the ghost of that guy from the Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, I can't. Oh, there he is. Wait. Okay. Oh, no. I was thinking of Frankenberry. Booberry looks drunk. Booberry just looks like a drunk guy. That's like, hey, this now looks he okay. just kind of looks Blueberry, like a, yeah. He looks a little bit like the uh, coronavirus, you know, when they draw the <laughs> spike proteins. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's a little bit. But I was thinking of Franking Frankingberry, with one who looks like he's got a big butt head or something. Yeah, yeah, isn't that's pink? It's kind of a a pink uh, one, I think. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. pink sir. You know what I think is so fascinating about the that that song Monster Mash, mm-hmm. where like like people were so like, this is a crazy song, a yeah. crazy song. It's a for a crazy time where there's monsters. You know what I mean? Like it just shows you how boring the 50s or early 60s was when they're like this crazy cool song called Monster Mash. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're like people were like the, at the radio company, the, the record company, going, "Hold on, hold on, I'm not for censorship, but we're not gonna we're not gonna do the Monster Mash, are we? Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. weird." What kind of message are we sending? All these monsters are hanging out together at a thing. Did you guys ever watch Penny Dreadful? There's a a Frankenstein in Penny Dreadful that was that version of Frankenstein was amazing. So like let's the put writing. that on the board. Let's put Jim, Jim's contribution is the Penny Dreadful version of Frankenstein. Yeah, yes. Played by Rory Kinnear, I believe. The very talented Rory yeah. Kinnear. Yeah, it's such a great actor and a great performance. And what is scarier about Rory Kinnear's Frankenstein than, like, um, what's Boris Karloff? I guess I would say that this was this was an intellectually, emotionally damaged Frankenstein. Whereas I normally think of Frankenstein's as dumb. Mm -hmm. This Frankenstein. (laughs) Most had, Frankenstein's are dumb. <laughs> this Frankenstein was he had he had a big like the sadness he felt about that he was alone. It's weird. It's I don't know if you ever got into Penny Dreadful, but like he was you're like, oh, I feel sorry for that Frankenstein. 
All right, he's on the board. And I think, and then of course, like, do you remember George Hamilton's Dracula? Yes. Yes. That, that was that was on TV a lot when I was growing up. They were rerunning that on Comedy Central <laughs> at a certain time, like constantly. The funny thing was George Hamilton was so was tan, not pale. The fact that he, yes. what was that called? What was that movie called? Love at First Bite. His name is Dracula. I love you. And I can give you eternal life. I knew it an insurance salesman. I've already got prudential. So do we want to uh, include, so we got uh, uh, Frankenstein from Penny Dreadful on the list, George Hamilton's Dracula. What about any of those serial monsters? Did any of them make the top 10? Any of them are, are top 10? Nah, I mean, top 10 not, eligible? Not for me. I would. I, 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 would, I, like, I, would I like Count Chocula. Can we just look at him and his hair humps and his big old buck teeth? Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He makes me laugh, but I, I'm not going to. Sure. I mean, I, I, of of any of the General Mills monsters, he's my favorite, but I'm not going to. Because as I look at him now, he does kind of look like a Jewish stereotype also. Mm-hmm. So I also with that I hat can, on Booberries, he looks like the ghost of Rich Voss. <laughs> By the way, so like I have a strange, <laughs> my childhood when there would people would pick on me they would call me casper the friendly ghost so i mm-hmm. never really could enjoy casper the friendly ghost i, I don't think there's much to enjoy yeah, i mean I would someone, say, yeah you didn't you're miss not missing much. out anything i didn't miss out on much no it wasn't just like oh i couldn't watch star wars as a kid because of everybody called me r2d2 it's just like <laughs> yo boy you missed out on a pretty good movie it's like casper no, the friendly ghost you're not missing sucked. anything yeah, I would put. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, if you want to put one of those serial guys on it. Oh, I thought you meant serial killers because we do have Aileen Warnos. We have uh, Charlize Theron as Aileen Warnos as the titular character in the movie Monster. Mm-hmm. She's a movie monster. Um, what about now? Would Beast in Beauty and Ron Perlman's Beast? Would he be a monster? You want to just say Ron Perlman? Should I think we just, we just put Ron round Perlman up on Ron it. Perlman. I think I think that's the way to go. He's like the nicest guy in the world, but um, he brings a little bit of that. But he's a scary. He, he's in, an intimidating not, guy. Not all monsters Ron are Car- bad. There's like all the Sesame Street monsters. They're friendly. Like um, what's the like, Grover and yeah. Like he's a big guy. He's a big guy, and he, I'm I'm he can. Like I saw him at a thing a month or so ago, and I was like, oh my god, I would be. I'd be scared to talk. Like, I mean, he's over there laughing, talking to people. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's done some movies in French. I think he's fluent in French. I don't know. That's I could impressive. That. That's impressive. We also um, had a lot of uh, votes for the uh, Xenomorphs, uh, which are the uh, monsters oh. in Alien, uh, designed by H.R. Giger. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think H.R. Giger should be on the list. Yes. Not. We want to nominate H.R. Giger. And, and by the way, Jim, have you ever heard H.R. Giger's speaking voice? No. The okay. Well, you know, he's a, Ger- he's a German guy. So you know that. So I, I want you to picture the most mellifluous, just like yeah. the, the, the voice you'd want to hear somebody who's singing you a lullaby right before you go to sleep. Yeah. Gordon Carroll, he asked me to do some um, creatures, new creatures. They want redesign the alien monsters. David uh, was very interested uh, in bringing Giger back on this one 
to get his take on, on the concepts. In his mind was a kind of puma or a, a, a beast like that. But what, is, what kind of chair difficult. is he sitting on, first of all, for a... Well, by the way, finally. that's Louis Anderson doing a character. Everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's on a swinging chair. I would love to... Or is it a chair that's built out of, like, the spines of the models that he like yeah, like is I that think this is the beginning is he about to sing start singing bad out of hell he has meatloaf right in this moment <laughs> he does give off a little meatloaf energy here yeah he's like Next, a mini meatloaf paradise by the dashboard light <laughs> let me sleep on it <laughs> baby baby so what's going on so he he does he does this is his specialty like what are the likelihoods that he, you know, I mean, doesn't being so skilled at creating monsters, wouldn't you be a little bit hesitant to like, if he was like, come over for dinner, like he's most likely to be a murderer, right? Yes. Yes. Voted most likely. Fair characteristic. You'd hope he, I, I guess you would hope he would get it out of his system with his monsters, that it's the one, if he didn't have this, this, this channel to kind of get it all out of it, get it all out and channel it into the monsters. Right. Like don't take his, don't take his sketchbook away. If you take his sketchbook away, then you're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Then you've pretty much signed your own death certificate. When he was in school, they'd probably be like, all right, we need to call your parents in for a little Mm -hmm. bit. And they'd come in and they'd be like, what is the problem? (laughs) What's the problem with our son? Like the teacher just saw his notebook, all the monsters all over it. I mean, those monsters in Alien, I can't, I I have not seen Alien 3. I saw Alien 2 and I didn't like it, but I like Alien, the first one. And that monster is so scary. It's so gooey. And it's Mm -hmm. got all those like, what are those like descending mouths coming out of it? And it's like kind of beaky and it's kind of insecty, but it also is. Does it have eyes? I don't think it has any eyes. It's got weird it's, eyes on the side of its head, kind of. And it's very black and shiny, like it's made out of patent leather. It's got to be, you know, that does, for it to be so frightening, because obviously everyone thinks the alien monsters are frightening, that must be this universal yes. fear that we, right. as humans, that. can't articulate, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it does seem like it, this is not something that we're conditioned to be afraid of. This is something that no matter what country you're from, if you are of the human race, this is scary and upsetting. And it tells you, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. It is weird because there's some monsters that are terrifying like that. And then there's some that are ridiculous. And it's, you know, I also think there's something, the fact that we're not that's not a common visual that we've seen. It's really right? original. Mm-hmm. It's, but if it has an insect base, yeah, right? A little, a little. Yeah. And that really long head, which is just like something you never see before. Like it's yeah. a little reptilian, a little insecty, but. And the monster's skinny. So there's also the envy. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. they, you know, they don't even. Oh my God, I hate eat, you. I hate you. They can eat gonna... carbs. They don't care. They can have sweets whenever they want. They're like, oh, you're a monster. You know what I mean? It's really unfair. 
What was a monster when you were a kid that scared you, Jim? Like, was there one that you remember being like, that is pressing all my buttons and I'm spooked? There was a movie that I saw. I was probably 11 or 12. and And it was about this swamp creature that was next to um uh you know like where they were building uh, a, a nuclear factory or whatever and it created this monster so it was like nature being mm-hmm. corrupted so it was kind of a bear and i can't i could probably text my friend and ask what it was called but it freaked me out and riding home at night it would freak me out it freaked me out for a long time and the mm-hmm. friend that i saw the movie with was completely freaked out let me text him see if i can get it was that were you freaked out because it seemed like there was an explanation for how this happened and it could happen is that a part of it yeah i think that was it i think that was it but it was it's the logic of this thing existing that you're like yes yeah that's that stuff like that what were your guys terrifying things that you were afraid of uh, for me, Trilogy of Terror, when I was a kid, there was I, a... I just watched that for the first time last week. There was a, a, a TV movie called Trilogy of Terror, and there's one of the three stories is about Karen Black is in a house, and these little voodoo dolls come to life. Is that what it is? I never, buys, I will never she buys, watch it again. She buys her boyfriend of... You- you should because then you'll say, "Oh, that's not so scary." No, I was uh, I, I I was terrified of that thing she when I was a kid. Buys a voodoo doll and it chases her around the apartment until she becomes a voodoo doll at the very end. I she shows that. off her teeth. My friend texted me back. It was called Prophecy, and he said, "I'm still scared." Oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh, Brett, can you pull the Prophecy monster up, please? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, right. Jim doesn't log off in terror when the. <laughs> It's, I should watch it. I should watch it again to see. You know how you watch something when you're like a teenager and you're terrified or you love it? Mm-hmm. Like even Purple Rain. Like I was like, that's the best movie I've ever seen. And then when I saw it later on, I was like, oh, this is the worst movie I've ever so, seen. So, Jim, take a look at this monster. This is a guy yeah. in a bear costume for sure. You could see that as an adult <laughs> yes. now. Yes. But it looks like his muscles are showing in the front of the costume. Yeah. And it is gross. I could see how yeah, that, thing, very that thing would upset me because it, you know what it would have set me about that? Cause it's like, it's a perverted version. It's like real life has been perverted into that. It's the uncanny yeah. Valley because bears are so cute. Mm-hmm. I think it's a yeah. terrible, I think, I think it's something that God did to mess with us, which was to, you know, invent this, like this creature that looks like a giant dog and it walks on its hinders. And so funny looking. And then you're like, oh, wait, I can't pet bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy how. Oh, that's gross. Bears are everywhere. Bears. Bears. Wait, are what do you, wait, c- Jim, could yeah. you expand on the phrase bears are everywhere? They are everywhere. Like, we don't realize that. Like, we kind of think, oh, there's bears in Alaska. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's bears. There's bears in Westchester. There's bears in New Jersey. And mm-hmm. the what I learned in Alaska, it's the brown bears. Those are the scary ones. Yeah. If you're black, black, if, black if, bears if, are if friendly, right? If bears are black, fight back. If the bear is brown, lie down. If the bear is white, say good night. 
That's what I learned about Barry really? Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I don't even know there was that rhyming. You, you're like a bear expert. <laughs> well, yeah. it's very helpful when you're being attacked by a bear to remember this helpful rhyming sentence. Um, yeah, no, prophecy, it freaked me out. And yeah. it is, to this day, like the woods are pretty scary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, oh, yeah. for all humans, the, the woods used to be scary. Like Absolutely. in Asia, they were fighting tigers. They were fighting tigers mm-hmm. not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Which seems insane. Well, if you step into the woods, you're basically stepping into a ring. I mean, you're basically saying, I'm here to fight. I'm either going to, I'm willing to be eaten or else I'm mm-hmm. looking for something to eat. Yeah. Does any, do either of you guys think this is terrifying? Like when you're in Florida and there's yes. like. Yes. The answer is yes. Alligator. <laughs> alligators yes. That one. everywhere. You're like. Shouldn't like like I just feel like they're like oh don't go down there there's alligators no alligators should be illegal alligators should be illegal they look like it looks like H.R. Giger drew them Can we wrap it up on alligators like, I completely agree they should have been extinct like thousands of years ago you're gonna get so much hate for that I'm sure there's people that are like but you need it for the whole circle of life but like <laughs> it is it just seems like. They are monsters. Dangerous. Like there's people from the South are kind of like, oh, you don't go swimming in lakes. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't go swimming in lakes? That's insane. Brett, put alligators on the list. I want to say this to the listeners of this show, and I'm serious about this. Whatever you do not, and I mean this, I'm not joking around. Don't start sending Julie alligators to try to prove a point. <laughs> I don't want her opening her mail and there's an alligator in it. Like she gets a, a 14 foot long box that keeps writhing in her apartment hallway. And I, think, I think to myself, flowers, long yeah. stem roses. Somebody got me 14 foot long roses that are clearly moving. <laughs> alligators, I would say uh, they have to be on the top 10, like yep. just as monsters go. Mm-hmm. I think they're mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, alligators freak me out. And then I, I wanted like I wanted to nominate Gossamer from Looney Tunes, which is that monster with the big red hair humps who I identify with. I feel like you want to talk about I feel seen. This is uh, one of my favorite Looney Tunes. Yeah. That's Gossamer. Uh-oh. Think fast, baby. My stars! Where did you ever get that awful hairdo? It doesn't become you at all. Here, for goodness sakes, let me fix it up. Look how stringy and messy it is. What a shame. Such an interesting monster, too. My stars, if an interesting monster can't have an interesting hairdo, then I don't know what things are coming to. In my business, you meet so many interesting people. Bobby pins, please. But the most interesting (laughs) ones are the monsters. Oh, dear, that'll never stay. We'll just have to have a permanent. This is me at the beauty salon. Now, I've got to give an interesting old lady a manicure. But I'll be back before you're done. There you go. See, so what is... was I mean, this was like back when this is like so, this is the inception of the anti ginger movement. The only thing frightening <laughs> about this is the fact that it's a that redhead. This is, this is my natural color. Yeah, it's but it's like what was so, he was just 
Did he going. just project his fear on it, or did this red thing do something weird? He's trapped in a, a castle with a evil uh, scientist, Which, and his monsters chase him all over the place. And he's got those big shoes. He's got like giant, you know, feet. Yeah. Also, if, which is if you didn't know who Bugs Bunny was and somebody showed you that clip, you'd say, like, well, tell me which one's the monster in this. You'd be like, well, that rabbit clearly <laughs> has access to dynamite. Uh, it's just <laughs> this monster's just sitting there getting his he, the red guy's getting his hair brushed. I just have jealousy when I see all that hair. I'm like, I wish I had it. No, it is very thick. Yeah, it's it very thick hair. Uh, so Tom had nominated uh, the uh, a Grimace, uh, and we've talked about this on the show before. There was a, an original iteration of Grimace from McDonaldlands that was much more terrifying uh, than yeah, the current. Yeah, let's put the I'll put the original Grimace on the list. And Grimace you know used this, to Jim? have more arms, Jim, that he started out as a, oh, as a wow. villain in the McDonaldland um, mythology where he would steal milkshakes. Grimace had four arms. <laughs> That's but the, he still looks a little bit lovable, right? But he was just on, a thief. It depends on if those are your milkshakes. I'm telling you, you, you see how lovable Grimace is. Try grab one of those shakes back. You see how lovable Grimace gets. So in that McDonald universe, it's kind of mm-hmm. like similar. The McDonald land Marvel universe, if you will. Mm-hmm. They had, um, the, wasn't there a McBurglar or whatever? So hamburglar. Grimace was the hamburglar. Was the hamburglar, but Grimace was one of the. Um, he was his own thing. He was like his how own embarrassed. Thing. I'm yeah. so embarrassed. I'm trying to be just like, yeah, I think there was a guy. And meanwhile, I'm just like, you know all about. I'm trying, it. I know all of it way too well. I'm just like, yeah, no, Jim, I think you are right. There was like a <laughs> guy with a mask or something. And meanwhile, I'm like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta readjust some priorities in my life. So who were the bad people in McDonald's universe? There was the the Grimace. The Grimace who, was originally bad, but then he crossed over. Mm-hmm. They he chopped crossed off over. two of his arms and made him a good guy. Yeah. There's Captain Crook. He was more of an anti-hero, though. Kind of straddled the line between good and bad. Mm-hmm. And, and and Jim, if you've never heard of Captain Crook, you're not the only one. But Captain okay. Crook is Brett's favorite. He, he was Brett's favorite character. He, I guess, was in charge of the fillet of fish. Or it was he, well, he was that. also one of the. There was a lot of theft-based characters that just stole well, things. He it, stole fillet of fish. Comic books that exist for this? Are you guys just like you guys could be making this up? Well, we make our own. Jim Gaffigan. No, there was a Captain pretty Crook. Pretty much. And then the kind of thing that dumb guy believed we everything. lie see how long you can how much see if it's we can you spread the lie the world's worst prank show it's like this really long con i do yeah. know there was mayor mccheese so mayor yes. mccheese he wasn't a bad guy were they all bad? well here's well, the thing look, I would the say mayor and then you had the cop which was big mac and mayor mccheese were, and the cop were clearly brothers yeah there's clearly it's all it's not unlike the way this uh new mayor of new york put his brother in the one slot yeah like the like the way it's just like man you hire your family for the so job so the, the mayor that's gets the cop in. on the far right that's big mac oh yeah and then and then mayor mccheese is on the on the far left and who's that old guy waving who's that is that grandpa <laughs> what was grandpa's he just sold no, black that's actually coffee? just one of the that's actually a mcdonald's customer <laughs> one of those old guys who goes in and just gets a cup of coffee and reads usa today for four hours at mcdonald's at every mcdonald's everywhere <laughs> 
uses the bathroom. <laughs> like <laughs> McDonald's, the McDonald's economy. It's like, you know, they're at these board meetings. It's just like, look, we got one thing. We can't close this loophole somehow. <laughs> these old guys come in. They buy a 49 cent cup of coffee. They sit until noon at our place and read a USA Today that we provide for them. And they're clogging up tables. Yeah, but they'll be dead soon. I mean, the turnover has the- got to be immense. What are those fluffy things underneath the those are, guys? Those are called the fry guys. Yeah. The fry guys. And are they made of fries? <laughs> no, but that's such a good question. Yeah. It's... They're like pom-poms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really captures. So Captain Crook was just a ripoff of Captain Hook. So. The timing yeah. of well, this was... they were sued by um, H.R. Puff and stuff. They were sued by H.R. Puff and stuff, who is not related to H.R. Giger. And they um, lost. So they had to give H.R. Puff and stuff a lot of money because this really does look like that. Wait a minute. H.R. Puff and stuff. What was... Was that the one where they were in the dune buggy? Well, yeah, there was Land of the Lost. And then there was Lidsville. And then there was... What are the other shows that they did? Sid and Marty Croft. Yeah. Well, speaking of them, we did get a nomination for uh, Sigmund uh, and the Sea Monster. Yeah, I would put those. Sigmund's brothers freaked me out like nobody's business. Ah! Not Sigmund necessarily. Look at the look at the look at those creeps. Yeah, I don't like them. They were mean. They look like the they they look like they know the Mucinex mascot. You ever get asked to do like the voice of like a a, of a character like like hey uh, Jim, we're thinking maybe you could be the voice of the snot for the Mucinex. Like what 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 things go come across your desk? I think you know I did um, uh, a parquet commercial with Al Franken where I think I played butter. Um, Okay. But um, that's, yeah, that's, I also played uh, a sheep in a Corona commercial, but it's weird. Here's an interesting thought. What I think is interesting is that now that gambling is completely embraced um, on all networks, Mm -hmm. does, you know, like the thing is, is when I used to make my living doing commercials, there was this whole like, Obviously, you you wouldn't do a cigarette commercial. You wouldn't do, you know, like people would sit there and go, like, do you want to do an alcohol commercial? Because it was, you know, the people that were struggling with it. Do you want to be? But it seems like gambling. Everyone's like, yeah, even though all of us know people that struggle with gambling. Yeah. 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 No, it's right now like, it's sort of unavoidable. I don't know if there was a gambling mm-hmm. lobby that just like had a huge win or something or, and you know, I love performing at casinos. I just think it's interesting. Like there's like Ben Affleck, all these people are in these gambling commercials and I'm like, and you know, like you'll see social media, they'll go after like um, Matt Damon for doing a crypto commercial. And I'm like, well, what about, I don't know. I, right. Again, it's like, yeah, I'm not Matt Damon getting like, if you work for a day, we'll give you $10 million. So it's like, mm-hmm. maybe he did encounter that. 
I'm not saying I'm someone with principles. That's what I'm sure. saying. Well, Jim, you should see some of the things that the podcast network we're on bring in front of us to see if we'll advertise on this show. It'll be like, <laughs> hey, there's a professional Russian roulette league. Any chance or, you guys want to do like, things? There's an, Uber, there's an Uber service where it's like a teenage boy and you ride him to whatever destination you're going yeah. to. It's just like, you, are you comfortable with this being on the show? <laughs> yeah. And we'll give you fifty dollars. Like, yeah. yeah, all right. And we're just like, nah, okay, yeah, sure. So I've got a bunch of a bunch of maybe, maybe do a little lightning round here. And you yeah, tell let's me go. Light, let's let's, yeah. let's haul. Let's uh, tell let's me if these haul, are top ten, we'll top ten caliber us. or not. Maybe they don't make the top ten in the in the final result, but top ten caliber or not. Okay, let's uh, go. The Philly fanatic. Yes. No, can we yeah, see a photo of him. I mean, is I, he a monster? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what else could he be? I like the Philly fanatic because, and okay. I've said this before, it looks like something that Daniel Johnston would have drawn. Sure. No, I, I'm I'm not against Philly fanatic. Yeah. And he's got that little it alien makes type no mouth. No sense whatsoever, mouth. but that's right. fine. Right. Okay. All right. Um, the Bride of Frankenstein. Yes. Yes. Iconic beauty. Uh, Monster in Law, the uh, Jane Fonda movie. No, no, <laughs> I don't even know that one. It was it's where she played JLo's like mother and like JLo was going to get married. And Jane Fonda was like, not so fast. And I know this from the poster alone. Mm -hmm. The Babadook. Oh, yeah, that's yeah a, sure. That's an amazing movie. Yeah. Bob I like that's the Babadook. An amazing movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a can of monster energy drink. <laughs> no. I've I never had. It, what, have you ever had? Have you ever had that, Jim? Have you ever tasted monster yeah, energy think, drink? What does it taste like? It tastes. It's just like a, a Red Bull, right? Isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it it's tastes like liquid a little Smarties. Like that. It's like if somebody oh, gro gross? puts ground up Smarties <laughs> in a, a candy that you them. can't even give yeah. away. Yeah, the Metallica documentary, some kind of monster. Yes. Yeah, I would put that on there. I would put the band Metallica on there. They're monsters. I'd put that therapist on there in that movie, yeah. the one, the band therapist. Phil Towel. Yeah. Phil yeah. Towel, who's yeah. trying to, who starts Pitch like lyrics. pitching song lyrics. Did you ever see that movie, Jim? No, or, no. It's, it's so great. Oh, my God. You got to see it. Like you the band, they've it. been around. There's this story. Metallica's around for 20 something years. And right. they're just like, we're all fighting and we're not getting along. And they have to put so they an hire album out. This, yeah. They got to work on an album. So they hire this kind of this, this therapist who helps entertainers like group, group through therapy. yeah so he does group therapy with them and becomes so entrenched in with the band sitting in the studio with them all the time he starts pitching song lyrics and then they show these these moments where the band when the therapist isn't around and they're just like what's going on with this guy i think and he then thinks they, he's in the yeah. band now and then they try to what fire him and do? he's like and he's like i really don't think it'd be good for you to fire me i think that is the opposite of what we need right now yeah it's such a slippery slope. What I mean, I've been in, you know, I've been in therapy, you go to therapy and there is that, you know, everyone could fall victim to the Brian Wilson thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The so. Eugene Landy. Dr. Eugene Landy, who kept like swatting hamburgers out of sight. saw that movie where Paul Giamatti played Dr. Eugene Landy. The whole movie was just him swatting cheeseburgers to the ground. <laughs> if you... If you're a cheeseburger or you like cheeseburgers, you should not watch that movie. It'll upset okay. you too much. He'll be like, best, get that cheeseburger out of your hand. The best Brian thing Wilson. opposite of the, the, of the hamburger, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Well, he would snatch hamburgers away, but he wouldn't yeah. eat them. He'd just That'd slam be the them ultimate to the battle. Julie, that might be right. the ultimate battle. Eugene Landy <laughs> versus the Hamburglar. A pay-per-view. <laughs> or they work in tandem, which is the yeah. Hamburglar steals them, and then Eugene Landy throws yeah. them on the ground. Yeah. And while you're watching that, meanwhile, uh, they, they're robbing your house. They just they get you to look this way, and that's how they get you. It's a, <laughs> Captain, a classic mystery. Before you miss Captain Crook is fucking your wife. <laughs> before you know it. Michael Alleg, a.k.a. the Party Monster. <laughs> no, he cannot be on our list. No. He He's not welcome in our community no. anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, you mentioned this before, Julie Eileen Wernos or uh, or the yes. movie monster or some version of that. Okay, I'm going to say, yeah, she did what she had to do. I mean, it was a mm. tough time. She a tough did time for what her. she had to do. <laughs> <laughs> you mean murder people? <laughs> They were Johns. They were um, John. You know what? They were Johns. Exactly. She was fighting the patriarchy. Yes. Um, I saw somebody wearing a t-shirt with her on it, and it said, I'm with her. And I thought, how much is that t-shirt? And I said, don't do it, Julie. <laughs> but I didn't. But like, I remember thinking, that's, that's a cool shirt. Where, that's one of those movies where it would be interesting to watch today. Because mm-hmm. is it as great as we remember it? Obviously, mm-hmm. her performance was amazing, but yeah, her were we performance just so were... excited that she she was the this one where... beautiful creature that looked <laughs> right. so ugly. The one where she's still thinner than me. That that performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the like, greatest ones. I would literally kill to fit into a yeah. pair of Charlize yeah. Theron's Warno like her Warno's jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would kill more people than Aileen Warnos killed in real life to fit into Charlize Theron's wardrobe from the movie Monster. My, you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is that like, well, probably like a week before we all die, they're going to be like, we figured it out. We figured out how you could eat whatever you want and, and you'll be as yeah. thin as uh, Calista yeah. Flockhart. It's like I'm like, but it's gonna be like a week before we die, and they're like, "Sorry, we, you know, it's, yeah, it's gonna be a mass production in yeah. about a year." And we're like, you only wow. the only clothes you wear are your own bed at this point of your life. <laughs> <laughs> we're all like, by the way, in that movie Wally, mm-hmm. like all the humans played. Uh, I think it's Jeff Garland does the voice of mm-hmm. like one of the humans. It's mm-hmm. like, like I look at that, I'm like. I'm maybe like a year away from one of those people in Wally. Where yeah. like I have to go around in a cart. That's that's the future for me. Any other oh. final ones? Oh, Brent? yeah, a couple ones here. Uh, monster trucks. What do we think of monster trucks? I don't mm. like them. They're too loud. Nah. All right. Um, what about a Shrek? Mm. Maybe Shrek Two. <laughs> Uh, the the Cenobites from uh, yes! from Hellraiser. I love the Cenobites. They're so cool. They're weird, like um, BDSM weirdos. I like them from Pinhead Hellraiser. The Hellraiser. Yeah, Pinheads and the Cenobites. This one's called Yummy you. Yummy. This is a tough one for us and double threat. Uh, the Crypt Keeper. Mm. Yeah, put him on. We can't get the Crypt Keeper. This guy. The guy Jim, who we does got the voice stood of the up by the guy who does the Crypt Keeper. Brad we've been cha- we were trying to get him on the show. Yeah, we we did a full episode where we're just like, today's the day the Crypt Keeper's booked to call in. He's going to be on the show. 
this guy is he just was he like just we're like oh it. he's five minutes late and like okay well we just, now he's 10 minutes late and we just sat here for an hour and a half waiting for this guy to come on the show was there some miscommunication were you dealing with the crypt keeper's assistant or what was, I, I was like, the, this is you so boy, that this sigh, is, yeah, you hear that sigh yeah, that Brett opening just up made. a can of worms here this was i i was dealing with the crypt keeper's assistant but it was very <laughs> i've been months we've simultaneously never there's never been more build up for a guest and we've never been stood up before so it was a it was an interesting combination of like yeah. the most build up we've ever had for a guest plus the only time we've ever been stood up but and, i tell you and what brett and brett was I got, also i got a paper trail longer than you know <laughs> brett, it's, brett it's, was communicating get this Jim. brett was communicating with the crypt keeper by buying cameos. But that was at first, and <laughs> so then he, he got legit. Then he, had a, the, then he got a legit connection. Yeah, he would buy a cameo and be like, hey, I'm paying for the thing. Hey, do you want to come on the show? And he'd be like, not really. <laughs> and so it's now I want uh, now I want to see an episode with the Crypt Keeper. Why is he is he's, he somebody no, we, He's that, banned. He's banned. Now this he's is banned. what I would say. Uh, this is but what is I want to do now. He's is off he a season true now. Eccentric guy is he? I think he's just he an actor that, that got the wrong date. Honestly. I think. He, I think. Yeah. Look, but I we've think decided to take point. it personally, and yeah, it was a conscious choice that we were going to take this as a huge slight against us rather than a scheduling uh, mistake. Um, not on our end, though. Not on our end. No. If, if I'm being generous, trail. if I'm being generous, we tried to book him around Halloween. That's his busiest time Whoa. of the year. But uh, now but that's, he's a generous, that's a this generous, you know. Now we should say, hey, it's January. Yeah, not so many people knocking at your door in January, huh, Crypt Keeper? Yeah, a little, little quiet over your part, huh? Now you want to come on the show? And then, and then we flake on him. We flake on him. But we wouldn't. We'd be still just like, he'll still well, stiff us a second time. You guys, the romantic relationship you have <laughs> with the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> There's something going on there. No, what is that really a reflection is. of, right? All right, here we go. Last, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the the uh, a big list of final okay, nominees. Like lightning itself. Jim's a busy guy. Brett, okay. Jim's busy. Jim's a busy guy. All right. What I was gonna suggest is I'm gonna read a, the a big list, and you each get to choose one to okay. go. Okay. That's how you is do that good? It. Okay. okay. And okay. Then yeah, when yeah, we yeah. stop yeah. once we all pick. All right. So here's the list. Remember the ones you like. Uh, Godzilla, uh, the Fred Schneider song Monster. Uh, the ice cream from the stuff, the stuff from the stuff, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, the wheelers from Return to Oz, uh, REM album Monster, uh, Tumgus, who's the monster in the AMPM commercials, um, Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors, the Cookie Monster, Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, Chud. Uh, the the guy from Pan's Labyrinth who does this with his hands, <laughs> the pale man, uh, and the the green monster uh, uh, at Fenway Park, <laughs> the, the, the wall, wall, the home run wall is what you're saying. Like that's what? one of What's the monsters that? on What's our that? list. What's that? What can I see? What that is? There's just it's a wall, Julie. It's a wall that the baseballs but also have to go over. Also, there's the green monster, which is envy. That's true. Yes. Oh. Well, I think Envy needs to make the list. Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? this no, is the green th monster. that's it. Julie, right there. You see that picture of that wall? Yeah. That's the green monster. It's a wall. That's it. Oh, Am yeah. I missing it's something? Is. It's is this an like extraordinarily a tall wall. Kind of it's a very tall wall. Yeah. So, but okay. still a wall. All right. I don't get it. I but. If I have to pick, I'm going to say Cookie Monster. I just think that 
I think it's tragic that uh, what if I went on an anti PC rant? No, I think it's sad that, like, you know, because of uh, Biden, now the cookie monster can't eat cookie. I can't get these cookies in the store. How how Cookie Monster is now kind of interested in vegetables, which I think is like, it's okay, but like the Cookie Monster that I know and love which lives inside me mm-hmm. is the real cookie monster. Um, so you pick cookie say, monster. I was going to say cookie monster too. So now I'll, I'll have to think of another answer, but I agree, Jim. I, I think that is, I think that is the most, I just have never identified with a, with a fictional character the way I do with yeah. him. <laughs> right. Except mm-hmm. I will say very few cookie crumbs fall out of my mouth when I'm going to town. No. Yeah. For, for for someone who loves cookies so much, he's not very good at eating them. He yeah. seems to f- well, go all over the place. His enthusiasm. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure he I ends up getting with. some down that throat. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I also like the fact that his monster suit is very loose fitting. It's yeah, very. It <laughs> you know seems I mean? very comfortable. Yes, exactly. Um, I well, we talked about that. Can we can we look at while Tom is answering? Can we find the video for that Fred Schneider song? Yes. There's a monster in my pants, and it does a nasty dance when it moves in and out. Everybody starts to shout. Okay, so that's. That's my yeah. vote. Is the monster in Fred Schneider's pants? Okay. Yeah, I think that might. It is like we've. I mean, like that is so nail on the head. But like in today's, you know, WAP, it is so subtle, right? <laughs> well, my theory is that WAP, the Cardi B Megan Thee Stallion collab, there's no difference between that song and my dingaling. I'm sorry, there just mm-hmm. isn't. People yeah. back in the day are like, he's singing about his dangling. And then yeah. these yeah. old people today say, Cardi B and this and that. Oh, I'm yeah. like, what's the difference? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. My pick for the list is Jim's special comedy monster on oh, Netflix now. It's so, so funny. Nice. And it also, I will say this, not we're not gonna suddenly start crack, doing inside comedy or anything. But it's nice to see that this is where you're at now. And it's it's an exciting version of to watch your act and your your persona evolve to this point. And it's the but the special is still incredibly funny, but you put more of yourself into them in very subtle ways, which I think is is very exciting to see. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Much appreciated. Yes. I'm going to watch it later tonight. And we appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me. This has been uh, fun. Now I have to get back to my steakhouse. Here I am. Yeah, you're in the in weeds steakhouse. over there. Here. Well, there <laughs> is there is some level of chaos that I have to dive back into, sure. but it's all good. Okay. Well, thank you for making the time. We do appreciate it. Thanks a lot. We love you, Jim. Bye. Bye. Uh, you want to? You want to? We, we got uh, sixteen finalists here. You want to narrow down this list real quick? Get the get the top mm-hmm. ten of all Can time. Can you put it on the yeah. screen? Yes. So here is 
uh, our final uh, 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 nominees for the top 10 monsters of all time. We have uh, the Xenomorphs from Alien, as mm-hmm. designed by H.R. Giger. We mm-hmm. have the Bear from Prophecy. Uh, alligators. Yep. Gossamer from Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Grimace from McDonaldland. Uh, Sigmund's brothers. You can ditch them if you want. <laughs> yeah, we gotta make some ground up here. The Babadook. Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, the Metallica documentary, Some Kind of Monster. The Philly Fanatic. We can get rid of the Philly Fanatic. He's he's. Maybe he's not a monster. After. Yeah, no, but it's a look. He, he would rank, but maybe not top 10. Yeah. Uh, Eileen Wernos. <laughs> I think just Eileen Wernos is Wernos not going anywhere. Staying She's on. staying no. on. Staying on. Uh, Pinhead and the Cenobites from Hellraiser. Get, get, get rid of them. We've already dedicated a t-shirt yeah. to them dressed mm-hmm. up like the Archies. Yeah. Get rid of that. Get rid of the Crypt Keeper. Oh, please. Come on. Please. I'm surprised he even made this. Don't even. I don't want to look at his name. Cookie Monster, mm-hmm. the monster in Fred Schneider's pants, yep, and Jim's special comedy monster. But get rid of alligators. I, I get what he was going for, but now that he's gone, let's get rid of everything he contributed. The bear from prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get rid of that and get rid of the bear from prophecy. I liked that he had that um, the Frankenstein from Penny Dreadful though. Yeah. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Bride of Fran- I think Frankenstein's are yeah. represented by Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. But I think it's funny to have Jim Gaffigan's contribution be like the Penny Dreadful version of Frankenstein. Look, I think that's the perfect list right there that his special can be at the the final one, but is like eleventh. Yes, yeah, that is the inspiration for the list. Yeah, there you go. I'm still gonna pitch that we swap out the Bear from Prophecy with. Oh yeah, get okay. Let's I don't know. Name. You want to take another look at this bear from Prophecy? This thing scared the hell yeah, out of me. Yeah, but then put him next to what's his name, Rory Kinnear. We could put that with a Bride of Frankenstein here. Mm-hmm. As a yes, twofer. Rory Kinnear is Frankenstein, and it's spelled F A. It's spelled F R A N K I N G. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. S T E I N. Frankenstein. Yeah. And uh, a real quick uh, ranking of these. Or is just everybody is just this is just the top ten. I'm fine. Number with one. Top ten. Okay. Number one, Eileen Warnos. Number two, yeah. Cookie Monster. Number three, Gossamer. Number four, Grimace. Number five, the Frankenstein duo. Number six, Metallica. Number seven, the Fred Schneider Pants Monster. Number eight, um, the Babadook. Then, then the Giger monster after the Babadook? Sure. And then what's left? Bear from Prophecy. Fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to lose there this one. Great. There it is. And then Perfect. Comedy Monster. Yeah. Number 11. That's a great yeah. list. That's thank a really, well, yeah. de- I'd say definitive. Yeah, that's a great list there. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brad. And thank you for listening. And thank you for knowing that we are the podcast that is on Eileen Warnos's side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, we are the podcast that's on Eileen Warnos's side. That's us. There's two sides to every story. Which side are you going to oh, be on? I know. Well, like like the flesh tone said, Julie, I'm on the right side of a good thing. And that's double threat. And we want you to know that we'll be back next week and that you can rate us on iTunes 
that mm-hmm. where people rate us? That's the important place where they rate us is iTunes, Brett. Seriously. Yeah, give us a rating okay. on iTunes. Uh, we got a lot of great ones on there, but go on there, you know, distinguish yourself. Do a really interesting review uh, that'll stand out from the from the crowd. Maybe yeah, we'll but read not it on the interesting. Show. Don't get interesting with that rating. Get interesting with no, what you're writing. Po- give it a positive rating and then insult another podcast in your review. Yeah. And you can check out our merch on TeePublic. Uh, click on the link in the in the show notes or go to tpublic.com slash store slash double dash threat. Make sure to follow us at Double Threat Pod on Twitter and Instagram uh, for all sorts of fun stuff uh, that, that goes along with the episodes. Um, and uh, that's it. That's how you can support the show and share it. T- tell all your friends about it, please. Everybody, thanks for listening to Double Threat. We love you. And we'll, we'll be, be back, back next week. Next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.